When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm about to name some people who help me keep this podcast going. They are the wonderful members of my Patreon group. I appreciate each of them. You can learn how to be a patron by going to patreon.com, look for Set Lusting Bruce, and for as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast and get access to unedited episodes. And as little a dollar a month, you get a handwritten thank you note from me and a shout out at least once a month thanking you in an episode. So, Sean, David and Jennifer, Jeff, Sylvan, Liz, Yetta, Steve, Coach Randy, Rob, Bella, John, Betsy, Levi, Liz, Stephen and Steve, Dale, Terry, Chris, and Mary. All of you are amazing, and thank you for being part of this wonderful group. You know I love you. Me alejo de mi hogar Viajé al fondo del abismo negro Allí la noche destruyó los sueños Que formaban mi hogar Estoy sola
Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Lusting Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. We are getting off the Bruce train tonight, though I'm sure he will come up, as he often does. And we are talking singing, songwriting, harp playing. We're doing a little bit of everything. Kath Garrard is joining me. Kath, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for the invitation. I had a great experience with Bruce Springsteen's music, so I would be happy to share that story with you. Oh, I, okay. I, I can't wait to hear that, but let's start off. Tell us a little about yourself. So my name is Catherine Gerard. You can also call me Kath if you'd like. And I am a musician, and I believe my purpose is to make people happy with music and art. So that's what I am giving my life for. And yeah, I am half French, half Peruvian. And yeah. What was, how did your parents meet? How did you make that connection? How did they make that connection? So my dad flew from, actually from France to Chile and then Argentina, and he met my mom there. She was the receptionist at the hotel he was staying at. So that's how they met. It's a very funny story. And then they were just hanging around in Argentina. They started dating and then they had me and then they went to Peru and that's, and the rest is history. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. That's awesome. Where did you grow up, Kath? So I grew up until 2014 in Lima, in Peru. Okay. And then that uh, year I decided I wanted to travel the world and see the world and learn and yeah have experiences so very young I went to France I stayed a couple years there I couldn't really adapt to their culture Uh, their culture and Peruvian culture is very different in many ways and so it was hard for me but and then I went to Netherlands for a year and then to Spain where I stayed longest and I was working uh, and studying at the same time and so until finally I took the leap to okay I realized that staying in one single place wasn't my nature so I was I just realized I was moving a lot so I decided why not to do that transition into more of a nomad life so that's what I started doing last year and that's how I'm living right now. That's exciting. It's, it sounds a little scary, but also yeah. exciting. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to get back to the minute, but I want to go back to going up. Um, what kind of music was your family listening to? Were they listening to music? Yes, my family, it was not really like super musical. Those people who know so many artists and have so many CDs and vinyls of people that was not my family, actually. So I literally grew up with radio music, which is not the best, but somehow I could learn things even from there. And and then I started um, with friends they start showing you things um, there's some pop artists that also got my attention so I 
I got deeper into them and then in a school as well some references and then the more I was interested in music the more I started digging deeper and in different genres really and yeah some somehow I just don't know because my music is very different from all the things that I've listened to growing up so I really I'm not sure very well where does it come from of course when I was a teenager I discovered Nightwish and to me it was like oh, I would like to compose something similar to that but even if my music is more relatable to that it's not mm-hmm. exactly that it's, I feel is quite different even though it's in the same type of music yeah so Kath why so do you play anything else besides the harp I sing and I do a little bit of piano because since I compose, I use MIDI instruments. So knowing a little bit of piano helps a lot. Sure. And then I, when I was a teenager, I also learned the guitar, but it somehow didn't hook me that much. And then I try the violin a little bit, but I just can't learn everything at once. Okay. One thing at a time. Do, what about the heart spoke to you? I really don't know what it is. I just remember a story of a friend of mine when uh, we were very young. That she was like, um, oh, the harp is very difficult. It has all those strings, this and that. It's it's just so difficult. People who can play it, they are like from another planet or something. Mm -hmm. And that is stick to me. And I was like, I I like to challenge myself and to challenge like this sort of status quo when people say something is too hard or is very difficult is like how difficult can it be really I like to fool myself into thinking that things are super easy even if objectively speaking they are not because that sets your mind to a better outcome you are already going it boosts your self-confidence I can do this and even if it's objectively difficult the perception is that it's feasible. So I was like, let's see if that's really difficult. One day, because I was so long ago, one day I will have the opportunity to actually test that out and see if it's that difficult, really. And so at some point in 2017, that was my first encounter with a harp and I tried to learn it on my own. And I was like, I discovered it's not much more difficult than any other instrument. Each instrument has a level of difficulty at some point that you have to go through. And so the secret basically is that you have two types of strings that are C and F that will have a color. So C is red and F is sometimes blue, sometimes black. So that tells you where you are at on the scale. And so suddenly it becomes so much more easier to read all those strings. You just see the colors. And and if you know where uh, C, central C is, then you can read everything. And then it's just a matter of repeating and acquiring the correct technique. And then to me, it was like this pulling myself into it's super easy that actually made it easy so it's better to not to to fool yourself positively because i I, I think that is good advice for anything 
right? If you go into it saying, oh, this is going to be so hard, then it will be. And if you go mm -hmm. in there, okay, I've got this. And if you're going to put the time and energy. One of the things that I found interesting, I was listening to the magician Penn Gillette talking mm -hmm. about that there are young people who can juggle or do magic tricks that are way above their skill set. And he said that partly because they watch YouTube and they see, oh, it's possible to do blank. Mm -hmm. And therefore, they don't have this thought, like if you were trying to teach someone like, okay, it's really hard to do this move. And mm -hmm. they just see someone doing it like, oh, okay, they do it. I should be able to do it. And they just keep practicing and going. The once you, I, I love that you tried it for the challenge, but once you started playing it, did it feel like you belonged in that instrument? Does it feel like part of you? Yes, definitely. There's a, it's so sweet and calming and the sound is just so beautiful. So it really takes you somewhere else. And I love that. I love the fact that it's so easy to sing with and along while, while you are playing and yeah i i was uh, normally when you start out uh, they recommend you to practice half an hour a day or maybe 20 minutes a day uh, three times per day and i could spend two three hours just playing the harp non-stop so that that was why i progressed also so fast in that yeah to you it wasn't practice it was just fun yeah it was it, it's very fun now my big harp i can't travel with that so i have a small travel harp that is new i still have to put the strings on it was like a kit you can ensemble yourself and it's a electric harp so that's very interesting so i'm waiting to be in Paraguay, which is my next destination, I will stay longer there because when you put the strings, it needs 15 days to calibrate the whole thing. So it, it stretches and gets to the right note, etc. And so I am like so anxious because I want to play and I can't. It's been a while already. So yeah, it's I, I really like that instrument. When did you realize you wanted to write music? When I was a teenager, at some point, very young, I was like, I want to write music. I just don't know what type of music. And I knew that the things that were on the radio weren't what I wanted to write. Like for, okay. it was some instinct, something that, yeah, I like, I love Christina Aguilera. I love those types of things, but it's not what I see myself writing. And it was when I had this friend that discovered me, Nightwish, where I was like, okay, I want to do something like that. What? That's twice now you've mentioned Nightwish. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, I think many people got into symphonic metal because of them, okay. which is nice. And yeah, this description for someone who doesn't, who isn't familiar with the genre of music is just imagine heavy metal guitars and bands, a rock band, and then you have symphonic elements like violins, orchestra, um, um, 
harp, you can have also some folk elements, then um, medieval elements. So they play a lot with, I don't know, Gregorian chants, medieval instruments of every sort. I personally love mixing medieval instruments and have a full orchestra plus the rock band. So a very another familiar example of this would be the album Hurricane 2000 that Scorpions made. They took their best uh, hits and they did a collaboration with the Philharmonic Orchestra, a German Philharmonic Orchestra, I don't know, Berlin okay. Philharmonic Orchestra. And that's also another example of what symphonic metal, symphonic rock would sound like. That, and then you add some medieval flair, folk flair to it. Yeah, I just looked up, right? Nightwish is a Finnish symphonic metal band. Yeah. So can you articulate, Kath, why... I often ask people when they're on the podcast, I'll say, can you remember when you first heard Bruce Springsteen and what is about his music spoke to you? I'm going to twist that a little bit with you. Can you articulate why hearing Nightwish and hearing this symphonic rock kind of with the, the Celtic and all the uh, folk music, why that you went, yes, that's mm -hmm. my voice that I've been looking for. Can you articulate why? Yes, I can. And I can actually do the same for the Bruce Springsteen okay, version okay. of the question. So if okay. I starting with Nightwish, I love classical music. I was doing classical training in singing at that very moment. And I Nemo, which is the song that my friend showed me with a Tarja version as the singer, that the, their first singer, and she sings lyrical, she sings okay. Christy. And to me, it was like, I, I wanted to do something with the classical music, but it's old, people don't listen to that anymore. Right. So for me, finding a band that was actually able to put that into a genre that people actually liked was a really positive reference for me. Oh, this is possible. We, I can do that. And and also the lyrics with this fantasy themes, Lord of the Ring type of atmosphere, I just love everything fantasy, Victorian literature, Gothic literature, mm, some horror as well, literature, science fiction. So all of these type of topics, I'm such a big fan, occultism, tarot, astrology, all those things that nourish this type of music, this type of culture. So that's the reason why I felt so at identified with that type of music. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. 
with Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com pantheon. Buyraycon.com pantheon. And for the why I like Bruce Springsteen, I really would love to share that story. Please, yes, let's go ahead. This is a perfect time to share it. Yeah, because it, it was very fun because it was in school and okay. we have we had English lessons. So it was a French school. And for some reason, one of his songs was in the program of okay. English and it was American Land. Okay. And it's a very fun song to listen to, but it's also very deep. And something that I realized is that his lyrics are so deep. Like he's always telling deep things, like something that speaks to your core directly. Like it gives me shivers. I don't listen to him much, but when I do, I get those shivers. And I got them as well with the song that you Thunder wrote. I felt so raw and authentic. Like I'm being honest here. This is all I've got. Um out on the road to win, to to yeah. do something with my life. So I know what I can offer is not much, but I'm offering it to you instead of just going away like those other guys. So yeah. Wow, that was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and like, we're going to get to that. Out of this place. Yeah, no, I know. I'm glad you shared that. By the way, I love that you mentioned American Land. It's one of my favorite songs of his. And it is glowing about America, but also mm-hmm. points out its flaws. Yeah. And, and I think that the... And it's such a beautiful, upbeat tempo. It's got a little bit of that Celtic and that folk. And very uh, Irish. yes, very Irish. And yeah, I could see how that would speak to you. So you're a teenager. You've decided to write songs and you're, you've taken the challenge to learn the harp. When did you make the decision? Let's put these two together and let's start producing music to share with the world. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so it's like a performing arts of any sort, like a circle. You create something and it's not really finished until you put it out there. And so in 2020, when the whole pandemic situation happened, I I was like too uncomfortably uncomfortable. So like doing other things, teaching English, teaching dance lessons, and life was... Music was like, okay, this thing that I do, but I still don't have enough confidence in myself to actually 
show that i don't know how to do it i don't know yeah. how to produce i just know how to write lyrics and at that time i still needed a little bit of help with the music so i, I was coming really when i was learning today is different uh, yeah. time has passed right but at some point i was very insecure about it and when the pandemic happened i was like everything crumbled everything when sure it absolutely nuts. did yeah yeah and and i realized okay we have one life i can't be waiting for the perfect moment forever i need to do something now and so that was the trigger i started looking for people for producers for experts in the music industry and then I found a producer who sent, who told me, just send me whatever you have and let's see what can we do with it. And he liked, he thought it was interesting, was different from the things that, and that he used to receive. And also he is good with the, the whole classical music part. So he knew what he was doing and he could understand what I wanted to do. Yeah. So uh, we produced that, we recorded that, and then we released just to see what would happen. And people loved it. Many people really enjoyed the music and started listening to it. And then I contacted a fairly well-known singer in the Spanish rock scene, and he yeah. liked the song. And so we did the collaboration. So as a test, let's say, People were actually loving my what, what I do. So yeah. it wasn't that weird. I had this that feeling before oh, my music is so weird, etc. Right. But that was like, no, actually, there are people, there are people out there that like it. Now, do you like to perform live or do mostly studio work? So for now it's studio work because I started with the pandemic. So yeah. I really haven't had any opportunity to play live and also playing live is like a whole business on itself that you need to know how to do it right for both yeah. you and your audience and I still don't know about that one so I'm trying to be good at first composing orchestrating and all those things and then there's going to be a time where also I will have uh, enough repertoire to do that. But I've been doing things online, like on TikTok lives, Twitter spaces as well, to try to have at least some feeling of being live, right? It's not the same because you're at home, it's a safe place still, but you're still playing in front of many people. And there were instances where I would have a thousand people on a TikTok live and I would be singing a cappella with no preparation whatsoever in front of those people. So still something, right? So yeah, it's it's doing touring or live right is difficult, it's objectively difficult. Yeah. <laughs> you... Yeah, and also it is not to be light, but it's a little bit easier if you you throw your guitar in its guitar case and hop in a plane. Your harp mm. is not quite as easy to portable, right? Yeah, it's not as portable. That's why I have the other one that also has, has the advantage of being electric. Yeah. So you can plug it to a guitar amplifier and put some distortion on it. And that's what I'm experiment. I want to experiment right now when with the assembling is finished. 
um, yeah, to have a harp and do heavy metal with a harp. <laughs> so I love it's that. It's gonna be interesting. So I'm a little curious, Kath. I want to go back that you mentioned that you have rambling feet, right? Where I, where do you think that comes from? Where do you think you, this love of moving to different places and going to different, not happy staying in one place? Where do you think that comes from? I think it comes maybe from, on the one hand, from my dad, who's also a little bit like that. Not okay. as much as me, but. And then I'm very curious person about things. And uh, I like to experience things on my own. And whenever I have people that are like, oh, this country is not good because this or that, I am like, okay, I like with the harp, right? I want to go and see if it's really like that. And many yeah. times it's just a prejudice or at least in my experience, like, also depends on your vibration, your attitude towards life that will also determine how you will experience mm -hmm. things. Uh, and of course, you can always have bad experiences, but in general, it's better to have the experience firsthand and also opens up your vision of the world. You become more passionate, compassionate. You learn a lot of things. You discover new music every time, new instruments, new things. It enriches your life. And also the soul experiences that you have will also inspire. I think it's important to leave for anyone really to live life to the fullest like if it was the last day of your life etc cetera, sure. etc cetera. but for an artist particularly it's like even more important because otherwise like inspiration for creativity can only come from life right? from yeah. living so go out and live and then bring that inspiration back for whatever you are doing you can be an accountant and still you need that inspiration to your life yeah, so I'm going to send you the link that for another Bruce song. It's called Better Days, and it is one of my favorite songs. And the idea is that he talks about he was sitting around waiting for his life to begin while it was all just slipping away. You know, that and these are better days. Um, and I think that is important, as you're saying. Um, it's one of my biggest beliefs is that um, you have to enjoy the journey, even in dark times, understand that you will get past this. And to sometimes people are too impatient. I can't mm -hmm. wait for this to happen. I can't wait for this to happen instead of enjoying that journey. So I will send you a link to, so you can hear that song. You are also, you. Uh, I checked your website, and you also are into visual arts. So yes. not only are you someone who can't, and I, by the way, before I go to that, I'm going to put you on the spot. Is there a favorite place you've visited so far? So far, I love Greece. Greece okay. is amazing, very inspiring. Like in the city of Athens, is really not big city. And okay. It's very relaxing to be there. And it's a main city, but it's very relaxing. Yeah. It has that, that good village vibe to it without 
being a village, of course. Okay. And you have all the ruins like in within the city itself. So you are walking between modern things and very ancient things that are thousands of years old. Yeah. Um, and you can just lose yourself in there. And it's it's an experience. It's like you start imagining, oh no, this is Atlantis. This is this, this is that. It's yeah. really takes you away. It made me very philosophical, maybe because of the archetype of Greece, philosophy, etc. Sure. So that was very inspiring. London, I liked. It's very pretty. It's because of all the Victorian things I love. It's very steampunk type of thing. Still has a lot of that. My favorite city of all times for the culture aspect is Paris. Will always be like you can walk around Paris. You turn around the corner and there's something beautiful to see. Even a water fountain for drinking has a statue or a sculpture. Uh, yeah, of some exactly. So yeah. beautiful. I, I, it's like Stendhal syndrome after Stendhal syndrome. Stendhal syndrome basically is where, when you see something so beautiful, you get sick. Like if you have you start crying and you have no words and what's going on it's just too beautiful so that's Paris for me and then now that I'm in Buenos Aires I, I am loving the vibe here it's really it's not like other South American cities like for example Lima I have to say is chaotic <laughs> it's yeah. the reality and Buenos Aires is has a European vibe with South American prices. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very nice in that sense. And people are nice. They're always smiling at you, saying hello to you. Uh, very warm as well. Have you spent any time in America? I've never been to America. I'd love to visit America one, okay. one day. Okay. All right. That That is, but I'm sure as much as you're moving, you will make that sometime, right? Yeah, it's going to yeah. come. Yeah, exactly. Sure. All right, so let's talk a little bit. You loved your music and you're finding your muse. What about the art? What about art spoke to you? Yeah, and why so did you decide to do creative art as well? My dad is actually a, a painter. Okay. And I, I growing up, I just saw him drawing and painting and yeah. he taught me a few things. And then since I wanted to focus on music, I didn't develop much of my drawing, but I'm a decent at it. So I, for the video clips of my music that are on YouTube, the first one, Guerra de Dolor, I hired someone to do the visuals and it was good but it's expensive to do and then I was sad because ran out of budget so I was okay sure yeah the other videos will be with no animation because there's a okay. whole story going on etc so I was like okay I'm going to learn how to do to the animation somehow mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was browsing on YouTube I remember at that time my old computer died and so okay. I decided to get myself an iPad to try out and I was just browsing on YouTube and I just put how to do 2D animation and then I saw a video that was how to do animations using Procreate and your iPad and I was like that's interesting let's see and 
Basically, Procreate is an app for the iPad for doing illustration, for drawing. And, okay. But it has a little bit of animation that is actually supposed to do like a little GIF or something that enhances your illustration. So it pops up on your timeline on Instagram or whatever. So that's the purpose. And I went, I don't know what got me at that moment. I had a week before the release time. And I just with very basic drawing skills and having to learn the app from scratch, I said, I am doing that. I'm doing an entire video clip out of that. <laughs> Somehow mm -hmm. I did it. I not only did one, I did three of them. So all of Te Seguiré, Quiero, Sola. All the three of them, I did them myself somehow. I don't know how I did it. I inspired myself from the images of the first video. I I just went crazy and did it and did it and did it because when you really want to do something, like there's no option. I'm not leaving those songs without because it would have been so much easier, right? I just put a picture there. It's fine. Yeah. I just decided I would do it myself. And and it worked and I could do it. So yeah. Where can we see those? Those are on YouTube, Catherine okay. Gerard. Like my name is everything on my socials is written the, the okay. same. I will include that link to the podcast. Kath, what a couple of questions, but the first is what is still eluding you? What is something you're still working on that you haven't mastered yet? A few things I will say that maybe the discipline that's something I was working on okay. a lot sounds like unexpected right all the things I do but because I am interested in so many things and so many things need to be done organizing yourself becomes a bit hard and sure. I'm the passionate type of person that first in energy one day and does a lot of things and has a lot of ideas and the next day I just want to be on bed all day so yeah some people would say maybe it's depression maybe it's this and that I decided this is just untrained mind because it gives me the power back to say okay if my mind is not trained and that's why I am having those peaks and lows then I can train my mind to do what I wanted to do. And so that's what I'm doing right now. I did big progress on that. Deadlines definitely help. <laughs> Having deadlines is very important. And using, I'm right now, I'm using just the app from the iPhone reminders. And I just did categories like creativity. So my music, my screenplays and things. And just since it's so many, I just give a day to each one of them. And then I have some things that I have to do every day. And I just, you just check them and it's all done and it's recurrent. So it will keep giving you, if you say, I want you to remind me back that I need to do this again tomorrow or next week or whatever. And it does it that for you. So you don't have to think, I don't have to think about oh, all the things I have to do. And also another thing when you don't have a deadline, something that helped me a lot is to say, okay, there's no rush. I don't need to finish all those things tomorrow. I 
as long as I keep working on a little bit, I'll end up finishing sooner than I would if I would try to do a lot in five hours and then nothing for six months. It's better yeah. a little bit each day. That was the challenge to to get myself used to doing a little bit each day and those the okay. energy. I I do want to say and pardon me for being forward, but also it could be that you part of that day when you're just in the bed is your mind recharging, right? Because you're you, it is hard to go at at light speed every day and i think creativity sometimes requires us to go backwards and not as in a step backwards but to take time to process and go to move forward yes i do think it could be part of just what i also thinks that could be part of your creative process is you need that downtime that your subconscious work through things for what it's worth there's my thought yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Sometimes I don't know how to solve something on a story or on a song. Yeah. And just leaving it there for a few days or weeks or months or even years. And then you come back to it and you see it from another perspective. You got yourself the time to get the information you actually needed or the experience you actually needed to make that work. Mm -hmm. And so that's absolutely true. That's why it's good to have several things. So while some yes. rest, all, but I think that's also something that can be trained at least to a certain extent because I also, so. yeah, uh, creativity needs to catch you working. So if you're yeah. there working, at some point it will come up. So it's both. It's re really both things. And no, I do if you have so. that discipline, you can decrease the time mm -hmm. of downtime as you say between one peak of inspiration yeah. and the other i remember someone telling me or i was reading it wasn't to me directly but someone talked about that someone will say i want to be a writer mm -hmm. and i just don't have time mm -hmm. and the person giving the advice said you need to write an hour a day just give it an hour a day or 30 minutes. And if you can't find the time, then write all the stuff that's taking your time so that you can't. Mm -hmm. And they said, you'll very quickly see that you're either don't really want to write because you're letting anything else get in the way, or you will actually see that you've got a lot going on and you need to reprioritize. So mm -hmm. I do think that the as in a small way me doing this podcast that you schedule you you prospect you find guests you schedule them you coordinate you edit you do you publish the talking is the easy part i hear musicians talk about the time on stage or the time in front of the camera on a live stream playing music that's the easy part it's all the other stuff yeah Kath, what do you want to do next? What's next for you creativity in your next creative venture? Yes, I love movies so much. Okay. And I on, in April, I will start a program to learn to compose soundtracks for movies and video games. Oh, nice. So, 
that's very exciting. I am so much looking forward to start that program. It's so orchestral. So at some point, the things I want to express through music is that just don't feed into individual songs anymore. And the possibility of being able to create a one hour long, two hours music to help tell a story. I think that would be great to do. So that's like my vision for that year to acquire mm. that skill and see where that it takes me. That sounds cool. You you really are. This is something you are not going to be put into a category, are you? You want to do it all. Yeah, I want to. I think sometimes I think this genre situation with the music, because before the 20th century, we had movements like romantic, classical, baroque, etc. And yeah. so that gave a feeling of a whole humanity moving forward, evolving together in the music, at least for the Western music, of course, even though there would be like discussions and arguments between musicians, but yeah. somehow humanity was moving on the same direction and then the 20th century came popular music came uh, it's been around it's been always been around sure. popular music but it got democratized with all the technology that was happening at the time and then marketing <laughs> comes along and we have the explosion of rockabilly and all those things um yeah and and then there was this idea of uh, blues and gospel is the music for this community and folk um, is for this community and rock uh, and pop is for this other community. And rock was taking elements from everything. So it felt like we are the music for everyone. And that's the idea that was being sold to the teenagers at the time, which is beautiful idea. At least uh, they try, <laughs> I think, in many instances actually worked until we come to heavy metal and all the different infinite subcategories of it and then yeah it just became a matter of marketing really to target certain communities yeah and sometimes i feel that was a bad thing because if you think about it all western music is built upon the same 12 notes jazz rock yeah. pop whatever is the same 12 notes and all these genre things, I think it divides people. I just want to enjoy music with someone from a totally different background as me. And, oh, we both love this music. It makes it puts us together. I think that's the role of music. And that's why I don't want to fit in somewhere yeah. in a niche. I, I want to be my own niche, my own category and surprise people experiment freely is some bands that for example green day is the first ones i can think of they were very yeah. punky and then they did 21 guns back in the day and people were like oh no traitors yeah <laughs> this is so pop etc and i was like mm, why not yeah <laughs> and it's like why can't you the moment you do some pop you are a traitor for the community and especially if it's pop for some reason yeah <laughs> um, yeah i get that <laughs> it doesn't need to be like that there's pop that is amazing yeah so kath is there anything i should have asked you that i haven't 
No, I think you did the great questions. Happy. Thank you. That's very sweet of you to say. All right, I'm going to have you tell us where to find everything. But before we do, we want to get to the Mary question. So if you are a fan of cast music, and that's why you're listening to the podcast, thank you. She is a delight and she is welcome back anytime. But I end every podcast with the Mary question. And basically, Jay Armstrong was an honors English teacher that was in the Philadelphia area. He now retired. But when he was teaching, he would give his students the lyrics to Thunder Road. And they would read the lyrics. They would talk about the themes that Bruce explores in the song. They would talk about the imagery he paints. And then he would ask his class at the end of the day, does Mary get in the car? Kath, you've already talked about how much you love the song. Does Mary get in the car? I think it. he never stays it that she gets in the car. It's all the time till the end. It finishes very abruptly. So I was like, hey, where's the end of my story? Why you end it like that? What's going on with you? And it, it stays there. And the climax is, this is the town of losers. I am pulling off out here to win something like that yes and so it's a it stays like a promise hey whatever i know i can't offer much right now but i want to go for something better than this place where you basically being used <laughs> and mistreated and i'm fed up of this so it's like a proposition do you want to come in but so this is the car is like a metaphor for a new life really a new journey like he says let's go somewhere else in, instead of being stagnant here um and also i like uh this phrase where he says you ain't a beauty but you are all right it's like saying perfect i'm not perfect um, but we can do something good together right and so you never know if she actually says yes to that so proposition what's your opinion i like i hope she did okay but he doesn't say it. Yeah, no. And that's the purpose of this. The question is, we don't know. And yeah. we're just asking, trying to guess. And we are like, Bruce, why you did that to us? <laughs> what I love is sometimes people do not like that he, that phrase, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. My wife actually says, he says she's ugly. Why would she get in the car? And I'm like, oh, no, that isn't what he means. Uh, so I'm glad you like that uh, phrase. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. yeah, because the first thought, because that's psychological, people need to feel important. And so if you're telling someone you're just all right, that's not being important. And beauty, physical attractiveness is a way of getting that sense of importance. So if you are a beauty, oh, I'm important. Things yeah. are beautiful in a certain way. I'm important. But uh, it's deeper than that. It's, it's, sometimes we have this expectation that we need to be like, oh, my God, the only yeah. person that exists. And actually, love is a choice. That's what he's making. I'm choosing you. Obviously, there's going to be people more beautiful, less beautiful, more intelligent. But yeah. you are choosing that person because there's 7 billion people in the world and you're choosing that one. It's That's what's his meaning, I think. Yeah. And what I always think is that 
I feel that Mary often says that she is not attractive. Mm -hmm. I think she, when she's talking to people, she will say, I'm not that good looking or who would want to go out with me? Mm -hmm. I'm just this. And so I think he's saying that as to actually meet her objection, right? Mm -hmm. Saying, hey, you may not be a beauty, but hey, you're all right. And I love what you said, and I'm flawed too, but mm. together, maybe we can be something more together. So mm. I love that. Mm. You've already mentioned that Catherine Gallard is where you can find it, but talk about where's your website, where's your social media, where can we hear your music? Yeah, it's all, you have Spotify, Apple Music, so for streaming platforms everywhere you can imagine, really. Then I have YouTube, always with that same name, Kath or Catherine Gerard. It's a TikTok, there is Instagram, X, Twitter, okay. Clapper even. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for spending time with me. I know it's late there where you're at. No Thank problem. you for delaying your bedtime and spending time with me, Kath. I, it, this was just a joy. And I did want to share, I spent some time listening to your music. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was very different. I thought it was very moving and fun. And so mm -hmm. I am glad to know that the person making such wonderful, beautiful music is fun and beautiful herself. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for visiting. Listeners, go check out her website. Go check out Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music. Listen to some songs. Follow her up on social medias. And let's all embrace a little bit of chaos in our traveling feet. So be safe, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. I'm about to name some people who help me keep this podcast going. They are the wonderful members of my Patreon group. I appreciate each of them. You can learn how to be a patron. By going to patreon.com, look for Set Lusting Bruce, and for as little as $5 a month, you can support the podcast and get access to unedited episodes. And as little a dollar a month, you get a handwritten thank you note from me and a shout out at least once a month thanking you in an episode. So, Sean... David and Jennifer, Jeff, Sylvan, Liz, Yetta, Steve, Coach Randy, Rob, Bella, John, Betsy, Levi, Liz, Stephen, and Steve, Dale, Terry, Chris, and Mary. All of you are amazing, and thank you for being part of this wonderful group. You know I love ya. Acércate al fuego y escucha con atención esta leyenda olvidada. Viaja conmigo en el tiempo y Nadie con...
You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Fed Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Lessing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.